I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World, the news outlet Just the News broke a story on Wednesday about an IRS special agent who was seeking whistleblower protection to disclose information about what the agent alleges is mishandling of an investigation into President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, according to a letter sent to members of Congress. Mark Lytle, the attorney for the IRS whistleblower, wrote to lawmakers Wednesday that his client has information about a, quote, failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest in the ultimate disposition of a criminal investigation related to Hunter Biden's taxes. There is so much to this story that is still coming out. I'm really pleased to be joined by the editor-in-chief of Just the News, who is reporting the breaking news on the story, John Sullivan. He is an award-winning investigative journalist, author, and digital media entrepreneur who serves as chief executive officer and editor-in-chief of Just the News. Before founding Just the News, Solomon played key reporting and executive roles at some of America's most important journalism institutions, such as the Associated Press, the Washington Post, the Washington Times, Newsweek, the Daily Beast, and the Hill. John, welcome, and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Great to be with you. I should tell our folks who are capturing this podcast in between interviews because he's all over the place. Everybody's interested in what he's got. It's a big moment. Then the culmination of years of investing and building a network with whistleblowers and advisors and getting at the heart of things. So in this case, which is going to be huge, can you start with what the IRS is actually investigating Hunter Biden for? Yes, the timetable is really important to people. So in late 2018, the FBI opened up a criminal investigation of Hunter Biden. In December 2019, a year later, they got the famous laptop. They authenticated that laptop very quickly, even though we were told during the 2020 election it was Russian disinformation. The FBI know that wasn't the case. In December 2020, two years into the investigation, 
Hunter Biden acknowledged that he was under criminal investigation for tax offenses. And in 2022, he paid $2 million in back taxes in an effort to try to get right on this. And for four now, four plus years, the American people have been wondering, why hasn't there been accountability? Why hasn't there been a charge or a decision made on whether Hunter Biden broke any crimes? And yesterday, we got that answer. The lead IRS agent in the case, he leads a task force that includes the FBI, the Justice Department, and the IRS. He went public to Congress. He had previously gone secretly to the Justice Department Inspector General, and he divulged that there was both preferential treatment, these are exact words of his lawyer, and political interference, inappropriate political interference in the case of Hunter Biden. And specifically what he means is that two political appointees of Joe Biden at the Justice Department refused to bring the charges that the career agents and the career tax lawyers believed should be brought against them in these tax matters. And he stayed quiet for a while. He was trying to work through the system to try to get the system to fix itself and do this. When he saw Attorney General Merrick Garland get on television in a televised congressional hearing and tell Senator Chuck Grassley there is no political affairance, the U.S. attorney leading this case, the one in Delaware, a guy named Weiss, has full authority to bring charges anywhere he wants, and there is no political affairance from anyone who is a political appointee of the Justice Department. And the whistleblower said, that's not true. I can prove it's not true. And he, as a result, went to Congress to alert Congress that there has been this tampering While that's been going on, the Justice Department Inspector General has been corroborating the IRS agent's allegations. He has documents. He's got contemporaneous records. And there's a full-scale investigation inside the Justice Department in addition to this new notification to Congress. Let me stop you just for a second on this question about the Attorney General, because it sounds like either he was totally uninformed or he just plain lied. Yeah, that is a question we don't know the answer to. It's entirely possible that this dispute between the agents and the U.S. attorneys and these other offices occurred below him. My sense of Judge Garland, and he's a careful person, so I don't think he'd be hanging too far out on a limb. But it's always possible that he did know and was trying to be cute. We don't know the answer to that yet. We do know that someone of great stature, this IRS agent, has been one of the IRS's most successful criminal investigative agents. He's a supervisor, but he helped bring some of the major Swiss bank cases that changed tax law in America in the last decade. He flies all over the world as the U.S. representative to other governments who help us prosecute tax fraud and other terrible, heinous crimes. He's very well respected, very well decorated. And when he brings concerns of this magnitude, they're going to get a serious attention. He's almost perfect for looking at Hunter because... So much of Hunter's money came from overseas. That's right. That's why he probably landed the job. From my reporting indicates he was the perfect pick. And he brought a team with him. He supervises his agents. And he's the principal. So when the principal's meetings occur, as U.S. attorneys meet with the senior FBI, he's the IRS representative to those meetings. And he brings a lot of heft. And this is a case where people who've seen the evidence say, I can't understand why the Justice Department hasn't acted. I think we now have our first answer why. In response to all this, the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, actually in a statement to Just the News, wrote, quote, It's deeply concerning that the Biden administration may be obstructing justice by blocking efforts to charge Hunter Biden for tax violations. The House Committee on Oversight and Accountability has been following the Biden's tangled web of complex corporate and financial records. It's clear from our investigation that Hunter and other members of the Biden family engaged in deceptive, shady business schemes to avoid scrutiny as they made millions 
from foreign adversaries like China. We've been wondering all along where the heck the DOJ and the IRS have been. Now it appears the Biden administration may have been working overtime to prevent the Bidens from facing any consequences. That's pretty strong stuff coming from the chairman of a committee. John, I noted that on Hannity, you had made the point that this guy doesn't just have eyewitness accounts. He has emails, government memos, summary memos. He has all the receipts chronicling what's going on. I mean, this is really a treasure trove, almost an open book on how the process of investigating the president's son was, in fact, politically blocked. Yes. Some of my reporting indicates that there are moments where political appointees or assistant U.S. attorneys tell the agents, you can't investigate certain things. You can't ask about this about Joe Biden. You can't interview this person. So they had handcuffs early put on them for just the normal tactics that other people would normally be able to investigate. That's the preferential treatment concerns. And then when it comes time to bring the charges, there is a declaration by two political appointees that they're just not going to bring the charges that the career people believe should be brought. And it's that combination that, of course, prompts him to take action through the inspector general and now to Congress. But he has a rich trove of documents. This includes emails and the memos that he would send his supervisor at IRS chronicling what these political appointees were doing to the case. And so those are in the hands of the inspector general. And it's expected that in the next couple of weeks, they will be turned over to Congress as well. Your impression, you've talked with him. My sense is that he's actually not a political person. So I've never talked to the whistleblower, just the lawyer, Mark Lytle. But Mark Lytle is very, that's a very good point that the lawyer made. This guy, I did do a background check on him. He's never made a political donation. He does not have a social media presence. He's never had a social media account. And as Mark Lytle said, he's just a good old-fashioned cop who wants to do his job and doesn't want to see the system corrupted by politics or interference. And that's what drove him to come forward. But he's just not the political type. We've seen political people in law enforcement. People like Pete Strzok and Lisa Page showed their politics as they pursued Donald Trump in the Russia collusion case. This guy, from all the research we've done, doesn't appear to fit that mold. It does appear that he just simply wants the system to work the way the law says and not the way some political people are trying to hijack it. According to this witness, the professional career investigators had actually recommended bringing a tax indictment against Biden, and it was the people above them who are the political types who have said, no, they don't want to do it, even though that was the recommendation of the career investigators. That is correct. That is what the allegation is, and that's what the IG is trying to determine. How did that happen? Who did it? Why did they do it? And I think there's two outcomes here, right? One is the case could have been blown up, and Dr. Biden's going to walk because of this standoff. Another possibility is given the bona fides of this particular agent, whose reputation is extraordinary in the agency, it might jar people to take a look and say, you know what, this looks bad. Let's go back with the career people's recommendation and get something done. And we won't know how that plays out for a few weeks, but I think those are the two most likely outcomes from all the people that I've interviewed on this. It seems to me that you were faced with the reality that Hunter Biden, under normal circumstances by now, would not only himself be in trouble, but as I understand it, the investigators were being told over and over again, they couldn't ask anything that would lead to Joe Biden. There were restraints that were put on the investigators to keep them from pursuing certain things that related to the big guy, the Joe Biden, as he's referred to in some of the now famous emails that are out there. 
that is another part of the allegation that's very concerning. And again, we'll have to wait till all the evidence comes into public to find out. But this effort to protect the big guy, as we now use that terminology from Hunter Biden's own words, extends beyond just this case. The other big question that America's had, right? The first question America's had is, why hasn't something been done with Hunter Biden? It's been four years. The evidence is sitting out and open. The second is, why were the American people deprived of having a debate about this information during the 2020 election when they were giving Joe Biden his official job interview? And we are learning on that front a secondary effort of political inference, where I can report with confidence now that Anthony Blinken, the current Secretary of State, was directly behind a request to organize the letter by the 51 intelligence experts who falsely claimed during the 2020 election that all the Hunter Biden stuff was Russian disinformation, including the laptop, and that Americans shouldn't cover it. And it's that trigger that has big tech censor stories like the New York Post, the great work Miranda Devine did. It's that trigger that Joe Biden himself uses in the debate with Donald Trump to say, it's all fake. That's what the intelligence people are saying. We now know that that letter was orchestrated by Joe Biden's campaign in the person of Anthony Blinken, who at the time he did it, reached out to a man who was on the short list to be Joe Biden's CIA director, Mike Morrell. And Mike Morrell, a very respected intelligence officer in the United States government for a very long time, orchestrates it. Joe Biden then uses it in the campaign. I think will make most people turn their stomach sick. After Joe Biden uses it, the campaign calls Mike Morrell and says, thanks for giving us that weapon in the debate. So what looked like an organic intelligence warning turns out was a dirty trick by the Biden campaign. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The same Anthony Blinken who you're describing was, in fact, we think, paid at least a million dollars to run the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania, which was being funded largely by the Chinese communists. Yeah, well, certainly the university was. And there's a great question how much of that university money went to the Penn Center. I'm aware of Joe Biden getting $980,000. i will have to look and see about Anthony Blinken, but he was at the center, clearly an important player with Joe Biden. And of course, that's the place where Joe Biden's classified documents get stashed. So he is a central figure in this. And I'll just bring out one other person, Mike Morrell, who, you know, is the ringleader of this letter. He showed up with some infamy during the Benghazi scandal. He seemed to be in that line of people who were trying to falsely suggest that there was a video behind the attack on Benghazi, when, of course, it was a terrorist attack from the beginning. So these players have been in our sites before. There have been questions about them. And I think these new revelations, in fact, I know for certain, these new revelations have activated a full congressional investigation. Congressman Jim Jordan has sent a letter as chairman of House Judiciary, along with, I think, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, saying, Anthony Blinken, you owe the American people in Congress answers, and here are our questions. So... Two cabinet secretaries now, Merrick Garland and Anthony Blinken, are now in the crosshairs of very serious public ethics issues. People should remember that what really ended up getting Richard Nixon was not the break-in at the Watergate Hotel. That's right. But the obstruction of justice and the belief that he had misused government agencies in order to stop the investigation. That's exactly right. And I think that the Attorney General Garland should remember that the Attorney General for Nixon actually ended up going to jail he did. for having him involved in destruction. He's the only attorney general in American history to go to jail, and it was for obstructing the investigation. You're exactly right. John Mitchell's name lives in infamy for the corruption of the Justice Department that he allowed to have happen. I don't want to do a Nancy Pelosi. Every one of these figures need to be presumed innocent. They are under the law. But the questions that their conduct now raises are very serious and it goes to that bigger question. You and I have been blessed to talk about this in the past, about the two-tier system of justice, the weaponization of law enforcement to settle political scores and to go after political enemies, banana republic stuff. And these two episodes seem to enhance the concerns that so many Americans have on both of those fronts. And the good news is Congressman Jim Jordan, Congressman James Comer, they are running very thorough, fact-based investigations. They're working like mob prosecutors, rolling up little people, going up higher, getting the Americans the truth, getting the bank records. And I think by midsummer, many of the false stories of the 2020 campaign and earlier about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden will have been fully unraveled. The one other thing that came up 
is that the U.S. attorney who has been investigating this, who was a Trump appointee, asked to be made into an independent counsel because it gave him special capabilities or a special counsel, I guess it's called now. He was turned down and that since he remains only a local U.S. attorney, he can't bring charges in other jurisdictions. And at least there's some allegation that he has twice asked Biden appointed U.S. attorneys to bring some investigative charges. And in both cases, the Biden appointees just turned him down, declined to do it. Yeah, that's exactly what the IRS agent's account is to investigators and will eventually be to Congress. There is an interesting decision that Bill Barr, the attorney general for Donald Trump, made. He appointed the U.S. attorney in Delaware, this man Weiss, who, by the way, is a very respected prosecutor, to be the lead prosecutor on this. He was never elevated to special counsel status like Jack Smith is now or like Robert Mueller was before against Donald Trump. But when this case was assigned, the government already knew that one of the primary allegations, I know this because I've seen some of the records, but one of the primary allegations were that there were tax crimes alleged by Hunter Biden on his tax returns. Any prosecutor knows that the tax law is very specific. You can only bring a tax charge in the city where the person filed their taxes. So for most of the time that Hunter Biden was in this period, he lived in either Los Angeles or Washington, D.C. So the Delaware prosecutor, just by the way the law works, was automatically hamstrung. He would not have been able to bring these charges absent getting a fellow U.S. attorney to do the work for him. And I think that that, in hindsight, people will look at that and say, how did we make that mistake? Or how did that mistake get be made? Or maybe it wasn't a mistake. But that is one of the fundamental questions of the problem of having Mr. Weiss in charge of this case. At the end of the day, he didn't control his destiny on the tax cases. And I think that's a big part of the IRS agent's concern. As a very, very experienced investigative reporter, I appreciate your caution about presumptions of innocence and guilt. And I agree with you that certainly in the legal justice system, you are innocent until proven guilty, the exact opposite of what Nancy Pelosi had said. The burden is on the state to convict you. The burden is not on you to prove you're innocent. But I have to say as a historian, if I try to paint a picture where I have money coming, you know, I think it was three and a half million dollars from the widow of the mayor of Moscow, money coming from Kazakhstan, money coming from Ukraine, money coming from Romania, substantial money coming from China. Somewhere in there, it all smells. Now, maybe I'm missing something. I realize you're cautious, John, more than I am. It's a little hard for me to look at, put arrows up and mark the globe with countries that gave money to Hunter Biden and say, gosh, what actually connects all these without concluding that it's influence peddling. Yes, on that front, I think in the court of public opinion, in the court of public trust and in the court of public ethics, the Biden family already stands convicted of bad judgment and likely unethical conduct. The most famous email that I unearthed a few years ago is an email right at the moment the Chinese are approaching Hunter Biden about his second Deal. The first deal occurred after Hunter Biden jumped on Air Force Two, went to Beijing with his dad. His dad meets with his investment partner, and lo and behold, he gets to be an equity holder in a major Chinese firm, and he gets a lot of money. The second time they approach him, it's 2015, and this energy company called CEFC, is a Chinese energy company, comes to him, and they're about to offer him a three-carat diamond as a gift. That's a pretty hefty gift, and we don't get those every day. And then eventually, they're going to get an interest-free 
forgivable loan, a loan that the Biden family walks away with. They take the cash, no obligation to pay the Chinese back. Now, we know from Chinese tactics that have been exposed in intelligence hearings, the Chinese give nothing away for free. They expect something. And when this offer is coming into Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden writes to one of his business associates, hey, guys, I'm fully aware they're not interested in my skills here. They're interested in my last name. That email, I think, will live in infamy as the signature of what this influence peddling was. Hunter Biden knew he was trading on his family name to get millions of dollars. And as James Comer now has told us, the wealth of those riches and the wealth that comes in from them are distributed to at least nine family members, if the bank records are correct. In that vein, history already has a very harsh judgment, I believe, to be made on the Biden family. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that you have the Ways and Means Committee and Oversight and Judiciary, all three looking at this, 
that they're beginning to get bank records. They're beginning to get real evidence. So they will presently be able to follow the streams of money in a way that has not been possible up till now. That's exactly right. Those are the big changes of events. You're right. I find this whole thing to be so unimaginable. Now, granted, he was apparently a crack addict at the time that he committed a felony and signing up for a gun, which in itself is a kind of mildly amazing story given how his father talks about gun control. But in addition, he apparently also was engaged in funding people who are engaged in human trafficking, mostly by paying for the retail relationships. I have this model from my childhood that you put dots on the wall until you see whether it's a rhinoceros or it's a giraffe or whatever. Well, almost every couple of days, there are a new set of dots and they're worse. It just keeps getting worse. I mean, you've been on this longer than almost anybody in America. I agree. And I think as the more dots appear on the wall, the portrait shows that this was much more, not only an intentful, it was very organized. It was organized. Some people have used the word racketeering and things like that. I don't know whether those are the appropriate terms yet, because I don't think we have enough facts and evidence. But it was very organized. It was very systemic. One of Hunter Biden's business partners who went to prison in the Indian tribal fraud case, he gave an affidavit in one of the appellate motions saying, listen, I sat with Hunter Biden. I sat with the family. Let me tell you what was going on. They were selling access for millions. It was an influence peddling scheme. That's one of Hunter Biden's own business partners laying it out for an appellate judge about what happened in an affidavit. It appears to be much more systemic, much more audacious, much more extensive. You know, it's Russia, it's Ukraine, it's China, it's Kazakhstan. These are countries that anyone who has five minutes of geographic knowledge knows have a long history of not only corruption, but counterintelligence compromise. Their own countries focus on compromising Americans through money, through sex, through the different things we now know are alleged done by Hunter Biden. I think when Ron Johnson at the end of the 2020 election, alongside of Chuck Grassley, asked the question in September 2020, is Joe Biden too compromised to be president? I think the dots that keep appearing on that wall every day now raise the question, he may very well be compromised. And if he's not compromised, the amount of money that his family got makes the American people doubt every time Joe Biden makes a decision, whether it was the Chinese money or his own political instincts that's behind his decision. What more famous decision than the satellite, right? The balloon. We don't shoot down a balloon. It does figure eights over our military installations. We don't shoot it down. And whether it's just a bad judgment by Joe Biden or something else, Americans are never going to stop wondering, was it that diamond that Hunter Biden got? Was it that $5 million loan? And that's why in the psyche of America, Joe Biden is already a compromised president. How do you expect this to evolve? Well, I think the congressional committees will continue to develop significant evidence. They have a very important cooperating witness named Eric Schwerwin, who is the man that kind of moved between Joe Biden's finances personally, doing his taxes, and Hunter Biden's finances. His cooperation with James Comer is an epic development, and I think they have much more knowledge and certainty than they had before. I think the second thing is the impact of the IRS agents' whistleblowing revelations. I think the Signs I'm getting from inside the Justice Department in the 24, 48 hours since this story broke is that this has spurred the Justice Department to go back and redo the steps and maybe consider bringing the charges that should have been brought. That might be a good thing for America. Maybe the whistleblower will have achieved his means, which is to have justice be blind and not to be special treatment. Then I think the third part is 
there is still a significant open question of how the greatest, freest country in America, whose First Amendment is free speech, allowed so many people to be censored. I was censored at the Hill, called the conspiracy theorist, when every story I wrote was right. Miranda Devine was censored. Rudy Giuliani was censored. And the censorship did not just involve politics or individuals. It involved public agencies like the FBI. It involved publicly traded companies like Twitter and Facebook. It involved national news media organizations that suppressed the story. And all of those actions are probably the greatest consequential hijacking of the 2020 election. Everyone wants to talk about machines and all the other things. At the end of the day, if American people got deprived of an honest job interview for Joe Biden. They were told it wasn't true, and it was true. And I don't think there's been the reckoning yet. And I think that reckoning is going to begin to play out over the next six months. You've got two attorney generals bringing an epic federal lawsuit, and they're winning every time against big tech. And then you've got these committees now getting closer and closer. When you get to Tony Blinken being behind the fake letter, you're literally a heartbeat away from President Joe Biden. And the question that Jim Jordan asks in his letter is, did you talk to Joe Biden about this? That answer may have a profound effect on American politics. That's really remarkable. Well, listen, I urge everybody to really go out of their way. Justthenews.com is just a remarkable site. And I have to say that I think you do an amazing job, John. You have built a system. You have a network that is incomparably the best network on investigations in the country today. And I think you're proving it this week. And I have a hunch that there'll be a lot more people watching and reading Just the News by next Monday than there were last Monday. Well, thank you, sir. That means so much coming from you. Thank you so much. Thank you to my guest, John Solomon. You can learn more about the IRS whistleblower in the case of Hunter Biden on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Pendley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.